Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, the brand-new location here in Salt Lake City. Come on by. Price is so low to blow your mind, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East university parkway gordon we're going to do drop of the day a little early uh today because we've got josh parcel coming up at 5 30 uh but drop of the day also known as uh, sounds of various clips uh named by gordon and gordon this is it, it's an update on a previous drop of the day from this week so should we do a little review sure okay we remember our friend from the uh lincoln city council meeting talking about boneless <laughs> chicken wings let's let's relive that moment for a second i promise i won't take up too much of your time here my name is andrew christensen uh, i live at 1212 twin ridge road lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country we have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the, excuse me, I'm trying to, yeah, excuse me, sure. come on. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them Buffalo style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long and we know it because we feel it in our bones. Thank you. So there you go, uh, Gordon, a, a passionate plea uh, to to there is no such thing as boneless wings. Yes. So now uh, this is a, a press conference at the University of Nebraska. They're. Uh, head coach Scott Frost addressing the media, and it took a, an interesting turn. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here. Uh, as you know, Twitter has hey, been... Excuse me. I got this covered. All right, I got this covered. All right. Your show, Chicken Wings. My name is Andrew Christensen. I like football because I love tailgates. They improve mental health, they stimulate the local economy, and they create lasting memories. But most importantly... 
Tailgates mean wings. Just like a wing without a bone is just a saucy nug, a Saturday without Husker football is just a Saturday. I propose that one, we bring college football back to Lincoln. Two, we never tailgate with saucy nugs. And three, you stop calling me Carrot Top because the tops of carrots are green. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here. <laughs> it's all the rage in Lincoln, huh? Uh, apparently, he's he's a bit of a, a celebrity now, Gordon. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, on, a, on kind of a serious note, I, I think people are missing the, the tailgating scene. On top of the, you know, things that, uh, you know, the game itself, which makes college football great. Part of the stuff we like about college football is the stuff that surrounds it, right? And uh, tailgates and all those sorts of things. And I bet a lot of people are missing uh, that from their lives, uh, you know, with the uncertainty of college football and likely not going to have a ton of fans at any of these games, if any at all. And so, you know, I, I actually feel bad for cities like Lincoln or, or um, you know, all the kind of more small-town college that require or that relies on financially – all that many people coming to see the games. I, I mean, yes. I'm a Virginia Tech fan. You look at you look at Blacksburg, and I I gotta remember off the top of my head how many uh, Lane Stadium seats, but it's something like eighty thousand. Gordon, maybe a little less, maybe in the seventies, and uh, it, that many people coming to a small town that bring their wallets and stay and use hotel rooms and those sorts of things. Like, you know, that's a big deal to some of these communities. Well, I've never been to Blacksburg. Have you ever been to a Tech home game? I have never been to a Virginia Tech home game, no. I would love to go. My dad and my parents go to one every year, but well, living on this side of the country makes that a little bit more difficult. I have been to Lincoln, and uh, I've seen the effect uh, that uh, that football has on that town on a Saturday in the fall, and uh, it is substantial, that's for sure. And that's, uh, you know, th- there are no easy decisions in any of this, and there's – there's difficulties on all sides, you know, and that's that's been the discussion with COVID-19 since the beginning. And uh, I just I just hope there's a way to to get this so that both sides can be satisfied, that we can get back to business as normal and we can get this thing tamped down. That's why I'm such a big uh, proponent of masks. I because I, I it seems like that in a vaccine. I don't know what else is is a, a common way to get through this. I mean, I, I, w- I want to see people go uh, to businesses, to restaurants, to things where they can pick up food and give business to local restaurateurs or whatever. But I also want to make sure people stay safe. So I don't know. Mass seems like a good way to do it in the meantime, but you get an awful lot of pushback from people to doing that. It seems like that's a shame. Well, I, you know, I feel bad for the folks who, uh, who are into the tailgate scene, whether they like their chicken wings or their saucy nugs. You know, I, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to have to f- figure out a different way. I, I have a buddy who's a big Utah tailgater who has one of those uh, uh, old RVs painted up, you know, that they take to the tailgate. I think he's going to just wheel it out onto his front lawn. Oh, is he? You know, just to <laughs> invite uh, nobody over and sit in front of it and, uh, and pretend like he's tailgating. Well. Well, whatever you got to do to get through a most unusual time, that's for sure. This Has this gone on longer than you thought it was going to? Well, I don't know, Gordon. I have no idea how long I thought it was going to go. Does it matter? 
I guess nothing matters. But uh, it, it, it seems like it's it's dragging on, maybe a little slower than I thought. And that's too bad because uh, I think it could have been handled more appropriately and uh, we'd be in better shape than we are right now. But that's just that's just my opinion. And as you say, Jake, I guess that doesn't really matter. That's the way I view it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, could we have done something differently? Maybe. But it doesn't seem like there are many parts of this world that have really been spared from it. There are places that have done well in the rebound, though. What do you mean in the rebound? People handling it properly and then moving into a more normal stage, uh, more, uh, you know, in a quicker fashion. Well, I mean, I, I think it was worse some places rather than others at different periods of time. But I, I don't know where it's really been, you know. Well, I, I, not... don't mean this, I don't mean this as a political state. Well, we lost if, Gordon. If you believe the numbers. Say that again, Gordon, you cut out. If you, if you believe the numbers, uh, you know, it just seems like the – Evidence is there that the U.S. has not done as well as maybe some other places have. Um, oh, okay, all right. I, I, you know, I don't think there's been many places spared, but uh, well, I what, it's not absolute. I mean, every place has struggled, but some places have done better than others. Like where? Well, like New Zealand. Well, New Zealand's got five people that live there, and it's an island. And I think they have had some issues recently, haven't they? Well, they've done better than it, it, the U.S. numbers are pretty poor. As far as, well, we don't, we don't to need others. to argue about this, I suppose. All right, uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to our friend uh, Josh Parcell. Uh, he's our college football insider, of course, college football country. He's on uh, the radio in Charlotte, North Carolina, but he's also on Sirius XM College Network. So we'll talk to Josh about what's going on in college football coming up right around the corner. We are live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, right here in Salt Lake City. Of course, they've got the Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. And joining us now, are you going you gonna to throw that headset on over there or? Or what? Are you you big timing me now? What's going on? Our friend Tom joins us now. Uh, I didn't know I was up. You're up. We got to sell. We've got to move some furniture. Uh, other stores in town don't have furniture to move. <laughs> well, let's talk about this beautiful sectional you're sitting on. I love this thing. Power recline. You're you're not sitting on the recliner, but power. Oh no, that's so nice. The power is awesome. USBs, uh, just a beautiful black leather set. We're selling it instead of for twenty nine hundred bucks for fifteen ninety nine. Wow, that's incredible. That's that's a beautiful piece of furniture. It, 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 it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe it. Uh, you notice what snuck in the door? Yeah, the Clayton special. Clayton, uh, gets Clayton set up. sectional. Uh, Clayton talked about this uh, two breaks ago. Our competitor down the street for the custom piece here. You can do it however you want. Choose your fabric. There's nine fabrics and uh, five pillow. Uh, accent pillows you can choose from to make your own custom piece of furniture. They're seventeen ninety nine. Clayton announced he's going to do it for eleven ninety nine. I have to honor that when it was fifteen ninety nine on the floor. Somebody needs to smack him. Would yeah, you do right. That? He he really. So we're going to honor it eleven ninety nine. Awesome. But most importantly, the adjustable bed is the issue at hand. If you are having 
trouble sleeping. Likelihood that your mattress sucks. There's no easier way to say it. And you're not drinking, so you don't need a straw to suck. <laughs> you do not need your bed to suck. Uh, if you are looking for a better night's sleep to be more productive, if you have issues where your, your legs and feet are swelling, uh, if you're female and you have pulling in your legs, uh, let's say you have some varicose veins, let's say you have some issues that elevating your feet are being recommended, this solves those problems, and I am the best example that changed my life. I have diabetes, and uh, I was having to soak my feet. So we got serious about adjustable beds because it solved my problem. So come and see us. I've got a queen adjustable set, the entire set, a motorized adjustable bed with the mattress for five ninety nine. I've got the very best queen package. I told Clayton to announce it. We're going to do it for fifteen ninety nine instead of nineteen ninety nine. This is a package. I don't care where you go. All the bells, all the whistles. Talk to the remote special for fifteen ninety nine. Our competitors are thirty nine hundred dollars. And then if you're looking for the split king that has everything. The twelve thousand dollars special. We're gonna do it for thirty four hundred bucks, but then we have the split king special for nineteen ninety nine. That's cheaper than you can buy one mattress at our competitors. Amazing. And you need two mattresses to make a right? Sleep. Wow, that is incredible. Find out for yourself. You you heard Tom right there. An adjustable bed could change your life. Eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West, eighty six East University Parkway, right there in Orem. Our good friend Josh Parcell joins us next. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. We're going to talk to Josh Parcell, our good friend from college football country, coming up here momentarily. You seen uh, Billy Joel in person, Gordon? There's there's one I'd like to see that I have uh, I have not seen. Yeah, I saw Billy Joel right there at uh, Vivint Arena. Uh, when was that? A couple years ago? I'm guessing he puts on a pretty good show. Yeah, it was terrific. Uh, yeah, he's somebody. I, I I was talking to Sean, our on-site engineer here today, and he uh, does some uh, work over there at the arena um, as well, doing uh, sound stuff. And uh, he was talking about when uh, Billy Joel and Elton John came together. Pretty pretty special show. Yeah, I saw Elton John separate from Billy Joel, but the one, the concert I went to with Billy Joel, he would he would name two songs and then have people applaud to see which one they wanted him to play. So I don't know if that's some sort of shtick that he has, but I, it was kind of fun, actually. Yeah, it's awesome. Kind of a, 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 I guess there's only one of them, but kind of a dueling pianos kind of thing if you've ever gone to one of those bars. Yes, I have. Uh, and in fact, I've done that with you. Uh, we have gone together. That was, that's was that been a while now. But yeah. th- those are super fun. Those are the, those dueling piano bars are, are way fun. Yep. What the, did you get any requests in, Gordon? I don't remember. What 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 Gordon no, requested at a, at a piano bar? I didn't, but I think you did, didn't you? Oh, you I'm see, sure I requested something. You were really active that night. I remember. Oh, it's because it's because uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You probably requested some lame Beatles tune. <laughs> well, I tell you, I was talking to Johnny the other day. 
who happens to be a professional musician, who happens to also have played in front of 200,000 people at one time, and he agrees with me that you and Austin really need to rearrange your thinking as it, when it comes to this particular topic. What does he know? Uh, let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He's one of our college football insiders, of course. He hosts a show on WFNZ in Charlotte, plus Sirius XM College Radio. He's the founder of College Country, our friend Josh Parcell. What's happening, Josh? How are you? What's up, fellas? Good to hear from you. Hey, Josh, can I butt in here real quick? I need your opinion on whether you think the Beatles were a terrific band or not, because my partner here keeps running them down as though they were the Herman's Hermits or something. I just think they're overrated. That's it. Just overrated. That's all. What do you think? Uh, I'm in team overrated. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Josh. (laughs) Oh, Thank you very much. How old are you, Josh? Mind if I ask? uh, Yeah, so I'm 30, so I'm Mm. clearly way late to the party on the Beatles. (laughs) But, I mean, look, they, they had weird haircuts. They played great music. I'm a Paul McCartney fan. I can't say the same about the rest of the band. They're fine. They're they're good. I I, I don't understand what uh, what the big hoopla is. The Eagles were better. Uh, the, the Stones are better. Uh, the Beatles are fine. You know, it's it's just like it's the easy opinion, Josh. That's all. You know, like oh, the Beatles yeah, were the best band the ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh here I, here I am with two trailblazers on the show here today. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's like saying the Babe Ruth Yankees were good at baseball. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, that's a pretty easy opinion to have. That's all. All right. All Overrated. right. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I that's asked. all. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry to, you. You let me into that one. <laughs> Josh, we're gonna have college football. BYU is playing Monday, a Labor Day showdown with Navy. I can't believe it. We have a college football game in uh, just about three days. Uh, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, all summer long, never really knew. I, th- I think I remember coming on with you guys a couple months ago, and I was at one point I was 50-50, and I got a, as low as around 15% confident that we'd see the season. I just I never gave up entirely, but it did feel at one point as if we were going to lose everything. And uh, thankfully – you know, some leagues and, and schools and presidents have been patient and uh, have been really smart with the way that they have, you know, handled their students and, and handled their athletes. And, you know, we'll see how this goes. I mean, just because the season is beginning doesn't mean it's going to end, <laughs> uh, at least end uh, the way we think it's going to end. Uh, so we'll see, man. But I know you guys got to be excited to be able to watch BYU, watch Navy, two great programs. Uh, I'm glad BYU is able to they're able to put a schedule together, too, uh, but being an independent, I know that makes things a lot trickier, but I, I'm excited, as you guys are, that we actually – we've had some college football already, and we've got a lot more coming in the next week and a half. You know, Josh, we like to ask you questions that are impossible to answer, but the Pac-12, Larry Scott seems a little more confident that uh, football could come around now that they have this uh, quicker testing method what do you think about that? Do you think the Pac-12 is going to end up playing football after all? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Now, I will likely be in January. I still think there's a lot that needs to be, you know, sorted out between now and then. And uh, I wish it was sooner, but I, I'm obviously encouraged, as I think everybody is, by the development of the new testing. And 
if you can get tests back within 15 minutes, I mean, you and, and test as frequently as they're planning to do it, obviously you can play games and, and test athletes on game day, right? I mean, that that's a huge breakthrough if that's possible and they feel like that's reliable. So it's the reason why, particularly with the Big Ten, I, I was more critical, not as much with the Pac-12, but you know, I just felt like these leagues needed to be patient and allow what is an unprecedented situation to, to evolve day by day. And, you know, as we've, you know, learned in the last couple of weeks, there can be advances in testing and, and certainly they can be, become cheaper. Results can come quicker, which can hopefully allow us to play football and feel that we're putting the, the players safe, uh, player safety as a priority and still being able to play these games. So, I do think that we're going to see the Pac-12 play. Um, I think we'll see some sort of season probably in the spring. The, the question becomes is how early can you start it, uh, how early can you end it, and does it affect the 2021 season? Because nobody wants a spring football season to affect the 2021 year, which uh, could certainly affect recruiting and, and our budgets financially and, and also the player safety. Playing a lot of football games in a calendar year is something that you know, all the coaches and administrators want to try to avoid. You know, you mentioned uh, the Big Ten, Josh, and, and comparing it to the Pac-12, even though they've both shut down, it's certainly been more consistent in the Pac-12. The Big Ten has been such a roller coaster from shutting it down yeah. to doubling down on shutting it down to a week later saying, no, it's now Thanksgiving, and then the president gets on the phone, and now uh, I guess the presidents and chancellors are meeting again, and it's just been such a, a, a roller coaster. Where where exactly are they now mm-hmm. as a conference? Well, as you mentioned, I mean, it's become so politicized, um, which was inevitable. Uh, I mean, and, and I think the Pac-12 would probably be in a similar situation if there were more battleground states in, in its footprint. But the Big Ten has Joe Biden, you know, publishing attack ads on Donald Trump and using the, the, the lack of college football as a huge talking point now. And that's just it's the world we live in. And I think that that's a big reason why the Big Ten has, has become such of a mess. But you know, the lack of transparency for the Big Ten was my big issue. I mean, you saw from the moment that they shut down a uh, school like Nebraska be so outspoken against uh, the, the decision. You had Ohio State and other administrators, Iowa, uh, just being dissenters and, and, and doing it publicly. You didn't have that in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 was much more forthcoming, much more transparent with the information it had on why it, it decided to cancel the season. There's obviously some legislative uh, issues in the Pac-12 that made it a little bit easier to understand why they were shut down. Uh, Not as much in the Big Ten. I mean, so from that standpoint, I I think that the Big Ten jumped the gun. And if they were going to jump the gun, they at least needed to be more upfront with why they made the decision. So now that it's become political and now that it seems like the presidents are feeling some pressure from not only political figures, but also, you know, the, uh, you know, the fans and, and whatnot, I, I could see the Big Ten reversing course sooner than the Pac-12. The issue then becomes is what are you playing for? Is there a Rose Bowl? Is there a, a, some sort of second playoff? It seems like that's not going to happen. So you have to kind of have something to motivate the kids to play what, other than just simply to, to play an eight-game regular season and then call it quits. I, I don't know if that's enough. So it's, it's a lot of – it's complicated. I mean, it's, it's hard to sort through, and I honestly don't know what the ultimate resolution is going to be but I could see the Big Ten playing football before January. Well, if we edge away from the politics and uh, the uh, concerns over COVID, uh, let's get back to this BYU-Navy game. 
Josh, what I mean, not a lot of our listeners have paid real close attention to Navy. How good are they? Last year they were eleven and two, but how good is this uh, this team? And how tough is it to stop that option attack? I mean, it, you plug in different players every year, and it feels like Navy just keeps on rolling. I mean, they ha- they did have a setback a couple of years ago, but they've expanded their offense too in recent years. I mean, they still run the option; they're a predominantly run team. They run it. I mean, it feels like ninety percent of the time. But they have gone more to a shotgun-based option attack, which is certainly an, a, a difference from when they were running the, the traditional wishbone for so many years with Ken, uh, Ken Nui Matalolo, uh, who I know BYU fans know well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they've modernized the option attack to an extent, but you got to be able to stop the run. And I was fortunate enough to be at the Army-Navy game last year, and it's really just mesmerizing to watch that offense in person. I mean, it is so hard to stop. They do such a good job at, at uh, dece- deceiving the defense and keeping that ball hidden. It's, it's hard to prepare for. It's, it's kind of like preparing for the Houston Rockets in the NBA right now. When you, you see something that's just entirely different from every other offense you face on a week-to-week basis, it can be difficult. And, you know, for BYU, I don't know. You guys probably know this better than I do, but – I don't, I, I don't think BYU traditionally plays any teams that run the option. They don't. Do, do they play Air Force ever? I don't. I don't know if any other schools they would face that where they would face an offense like this. They used to. Yeah, they were in the same conference together, so you used to see right. them regularly. But that's years that's, ago. Yeah, right. a decade ago. Yeah. Right. Josh Partell, our good friend, is with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Josh, let's let's break down the ACC, man. Uh, does anybody have a prayer of beating Clemson? A prayer, yeah. I mean, North Carolina nearly did it a year ago. Uh, Clemson, here's the thing to remember about them. They lost a ton of talent on defense. They lost some experience at some positions on offense. T. Higgins is off to the NFL. Justin Ross, sadly, has an injury that that cost him his season. Uh, Xavier Kelly, one of their best defensive linemen, decided to opt out of the season uh, because of some lingering issues after he got the virus. So Clemson is down some experience. They obviously have Trevor Lawrence. They obviously have the back-to-back offensive player of the year in the conference, Travis Etienne. So they're loaded with talent. And, and where they lost experience, they still have five. Looks like we might have uh, lost Clay. We'll see if we uh, we can't get him back uh, here in a moment, of course. Or not, uh, excuse me, not Josh, uh, Clay, yeah. Josh. Uh, Josh Parcell, our friend from uh, WFNZ there in uh, in Charlotte, also college football country. Uh, check him out, uh, Sirius XM College uh, Football. In fact, uh, Alex, that's a, that's all right. We were running up against it with Josh uh, anyway. That's our friend Josh Parcell. Uh, check out his work, as I mentioned, college football country. Uh, what do you, who are your favorites on the national front in college football, uh, Gordon? Let's just say for a second everybody's playing at the same time. Uh, you know, Clemson, is is it uh, kind of the, the normal names up there for you, yes. Ohio State, Alabama? Yeah, it always is. And uh, that's the way it is, and that's the way it's going to be. And you have, you know, you have teams like Michigan that go in and go out and all that sort of thing. But, but what are the names that automatically come to mind? Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, right? Who else? Well, LSU last year. LSU, um, yeah. LSU. You know, Alabama and insert other SEC team but here, right? You're it right. Like it's, like, of... it's like the same 10 teams every year that you can load in there. Occasional interloper somewhere along the way. 
And I wish there was a way to balance it out a little more because I don't like seeing the same teams there every year. It used to be the complaint with the NBA, uh, you know, back in the day when it was the Bulls and it was the, you know, before that the Lakers or the Celtics, you know. I I like mixing it up. I like having no idea who's actually going to win. But I don't know what the answer is for college football in that regard, you know. I guess well, teams can drop out. Vatech used to be up there all the time, wow, and now they're wow. now they. I see how it is. Um, I I think Clemson is actually an example of if you get the right coach in the right situation, you can build that. It's just not it's just not easy, right? And it's easier at some places rather than others because that's kind of the the thing with college football is they make the rules all even, but really there's significant advantages and disadvantages depending on what university you're actually at. Okay, so, so answer answer this question then, Jake. In your opinion, what is it that makes the difference? Because I understand that Dabo Swinney is a terrific coach. I understand uh, that uh, Saban is is really good. I, I I get that. Except for they're 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 human beings. I mean, why why is it that certain programs are always there? And if there's a desire on the part of other programs to get in the mix. How difficult is it to do? Is it a matter of just chucking a boatload of money at it? Oh, I don't think it's just a matter of that. I I think physical location plays a lot into it, to be honest. I mean, why are Clemson and and Alabama so good at the moment? Because there's a lot of players that come from that part of the country. The southeastern United States is where the majority of college football players are coming from now. And, uh, you know, California is still uh, a hotbed, although some are telling, saying that that's uh, in decline. You know, Texas and uh, more specifically West Texas, I think, is, is still, you know, a recruiting hotbed. But Alabama and Clemson both uh, benefit from where they're located. So does Florida, Florida State, Miami. Yeah, but they're, bring, they're bringing in players from other parts of the country who want to be, a, uh, you know, born Well, it's not win. the whole story, of course. It's, you, you yeah. know, and, you know, on top of that, you, you throw in uh, facilities, uh, support. You know, I, I think, you know, uh, Nick Saban loves coaching at Alabama because they give him all the support he wants. You give him everything <laughs> he could ever need. You know, he's, yeah. he's probably gone from in his coaching career. I, I can't remember where he was by, before he was at Michigan State, but, you know, in Michigan State where – it's somewhat of a basketball school, especially at the time he was there. He probably had to fight, scratch, and claw just to get, you know, uh, practice time out on the field. Whereas at Alabama, I mean, he's the most powerful guy on campus. Making so, what does Nick make? Twelve million dollars a year, I don't and gets that. whatever well, he wants. Total. Okay, so let, let me let me put the question this way: If Utah wanted to become a top five college football program, what would they have to do? See, that's the thing. I don't know if that's possible. For like like a top five year in, year out, like make the jump that Clemson's made. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's possible. It's obviously possible to do it in a, a one off season every once in a while, right? They they did that when they were in the Mountain West. But to to be one of the, the blue blood mainstays, I don't I don't know if it's possible. Oregon did it for a little while. SC has done it traditionally. It's been a little tough sledding. Recently, I wonder if you have, I wonder if you have to cheat. Well, those those two schools right there, Gordon, have built-in advantages that Utah doesn't have. And I'm, you know, cheating aside, 
USC is the destination, uh, the goal of a lot of high school football players in Southern California. It, it is and always has been. And then Oregon has Uncle Phil. And Uncle Phil will make you famous. Plus, he'll, he'll give you the best facilities around, and he'll make sure you look cool while playing. I mean, those are, those are benefits that those schools have that, that others don't. And, uh, you know, they, recruiting in Oregon isn't like it is in Southern California, but they've had a lot of success pulling players from Southern California. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's these built-in reasons where we can give, like, Chip Kelly, for example, all the credit in the world, and then he deserves some for what he did at Oregon. But there, there's some other stuff going on there, too. I mean, you know, what NFL coach – Alabama essentially gets the best uh, players in the country. You know, their pick of the litter. I know there are exceptions, of course, but for the most part. Imagine an NFL coach if you told him, like, hey, guess what? You can have your uh, pick of all the best draft picks this year. They're just coming to your team. You know, you'd probably win a lot of games there, too. Yeah, yeah. there's no easy answer to it, but I just – in my mind, I just wish it was a little different. I wish it was a little more spread out, and I wish there was more mystery to it. Well, the good news is is that the, the scholarship limitations over the past, when did they really clamp down on those, Gordon, 15, 20 years ago? Um, before that. Was sure. it before that? Well, that's really spread things out. I mean, it's that's certainly made a difference, and probably made a difference down to like the the mountain west level and maybe even down to to like a, a an fcs level where maybe you are grabbing some talent because you can play them you know they can come in and play and uh, usc can't take everybody you know so that evens it out a little bit but it still makes it more of a, a you know creme de la creme going to other these blue blood programs all right uh we want to remind you about our friends at syringa networks uh, home to complete business telecom and it solutions backed by an industry leading sla that guarantees the uptime your business needs it's effective communication for 21st century utah get started now at syringa networks.net we'll have more coming up next live from the warehouse in salt lake 1825 south 300 west it's the big show 97.5 and 1280 the zone Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We're going to get to Tom in just one second. Uh, saw this just come across, Gordon, some some bad news on the uh, NFL front, or at least a local player, Diane Guanaloku, was cut today by the Rams. Uh, I, I, I've been kind of pulling for him uh a, a little bit uh gordon uh, he i thought he had a good year or a good career i thought he played a number of different roles good athlete uh dynamic player and uh yeah not bad news for him but i i was cheer for the guys we cover in college to to get a shot at the next level and i he was one of those guys i thought could possibly take advantage of it and maybe he gets a, a spot somewhere else but uh, not a good day for him uh fine fine athlete and that shows you how tough it is to stick in the league well, we talked to Jan Jorgensen yesterday. It still is astonishing to me that he didn't have a career in the NFL. I mean, you're right. It's just an example of how tough that league is. Yeah, tough. Got to be the best of the and, best. And it's situational, too. you got to find the right situation where there's a place for you. And then take advantage of it. I know. It's, it's, a, it's a tough dance. Yeah, so. and sometimes it comes down to the opinion of a coach who, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean he's right or wrong. You'd think that you would want them to get these decisions right, but they're, 
they're they're wrong sometimes. I remember talking with Chad Lewis about that, his opportunity in the NFL, and he finally found the right uh, situation where he was able to uh, be a Pro Bowler. So I mean, if if that uh, if that uh, coach for the Montreal Canadiens had his head on straight, Gordon, you'd be have a professional hockey career. <laughs> No, I didn't really have the desire for that. But uh, no, no. Yeah. Well, no, it's nice okay. of you to blame someone else. <laughs> All right, we're live at the warehouse. You're in Salt Lake, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. And uh, you know, Tom, if folks are out there shopping for furniture over the the holiday weekend, they might be disappointed to find that a lot of stores don't have anything. But not necessarily here at the warehouse. Well, lots of stores have stuff on their showroom floor that you can look at. But the question is, when can you get it in your house? And it might the answer might be, not for a while. Yeah. I know that a couple of our competitors, one of them right next door, they're quoting people 12 to 16 weeks. Wow. That is a long time to wait for a piece of furniture, unless it's custom. And that then that's normal, two to three months. Now, we have that new custom program. Yeah, I like this. We're uh, looking right at it. There's, the Clayton sectional is a chase sectional. It's a big beautiful made in usa made in utah sectional and the pricing's incredible and their their promises uh two weeks worst case scenario two and a half weeks you'll get your custom sectional come pick out the color come pick out the pillow come pick out the fabric do whatever you need to do uh two to two and a half weeks we'll get it delivered to your house vidal what what would you pick over there what what pattern would you pick for you which pillow? Accent pillow. All right. I yeah. like that. It's got, it's got BYU blue in it. I like it. Vidal's got some taste, man, doesn't he? He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he likes burritos and tacos. Well, he, That's good taste. I like those, too. Me, too. No doubt. Uh, Vidal, we got to get your taco truck up here next time. We'll get oh, them up place here. Is delicious. We'll bring we'll bring them over here so the next time you're here we'll have uh, oh, I love that the idea. taco cart yeah. here. Let's make that happen. Let, let's talk real quick. We're out of time today, but um, adjustable beds. If you are not enjoying a good night's sleep, if you are waking up tired after sleeping part of the night and then turning and tossing and wrestling the rest of the night with your covers and your pillows, trying to find some comfort, come and see us. Let me give you a demonstration. If you're going to Orem, let Clayton give you a demonstration. If you come in here, my son Clayton, Orem, my brother Clayton, or Christopher will be there tomorrow, my other son. Come in here, Vidal, myself, one of us will give you a demonstration to show you how you can find some relief so you can get some sleep. The adjustable bed is revolutionary in making it so your body can sleep. And then there's health benefits. We've talked about them, Jake. You know all the basics. Good for your heart. It's good for your yeah. circulation. It's good for snorers. If you have a spouse, and I'm not going to say husband or wife because I've heard some. It's all over the board. It's all over the board. If they are uh, snoring, just get their remote, raise their head a little bit, take the snore away. Well, because apnea is a thing now. It's yeah, serious it stuff. Is. You know, important to your health. Yeah, it is. So come and see us. We've got deals that are the best deals in this state. Actually, the best deals in the country. I've got adjustable beds starting at five ninety nine. That includes the mattress. Amazing. Everything that I've quoted today includes mattresses, and I've got lots of mattresses to choose from. 
I've got name brands. I can't mention two of them on the air because contractually I promised I would not. You come in here, I'll show it to you on the Internet for three times as much money. Hmm. Wow. Boom. 1825 South, 300 West. That is the brand new Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. And then, of course, in Orem, 86 East, University Parkway. It's the warehouse. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. We'll have more Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jay Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Tom and his crew here at the warehouse. Brand new Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. They've got great deals going on now over the Labor Day weekend. Need to take advantage of it. Two locations for you, 1825 South, 300 West, and uh, also 86 East University Parkway in Orem. Uh, Gordon, uh, next time we have a big show, it will be Monday, and it will be a game day. As uh, we're going to be headed right uh, straight for BYU and Navy. Well, it's, uh, yeah, that's an interesting game to me. Uh, I have a lot of respect for what Navy does. I, I think that's a tough matchup. I know a lot of people around here are saying BYU should win. No, you know, hands down. But anytime you're dealing with that kind of option attack, it, it takes an awful lot of discipline to beat it. If you, uh, Gordon, were uh, much, 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 much younger, which bran- uh, branch of our armed forces would you choose to enlist in? Hmm. Hmm. The Coast Guard. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a good buddy who was in the Coast Guard. It's, it's actually some pretty tough work in the Coast Guard. Is um, it really? Yeah, yeah. You, well, I got to guard the coast. You do like, a lot, you know, and the yeah, well, the the training. Yeah. yeah, I got it. Uh, the training for the Coast Guard alone is extraordinarily intense. Do you have to be able to swim real well? Yeah, I think that's probably a prerequisite for the job, yeah. I don't know, Jake. I, th- I see advantage. Maybe Air Force. Someone told me once that the Air Force has nicer facilities. I'm not talking about the, the actual academy. I'm just talking about, you know. The, facilities what, like the, yeah. their restrooms? No, you know, just, you know, where they, their bases and all that. I don't the know officers club? Because, of course, that would be a priority for you. No. Who has no. the nicest officers club? Because Gordon certainly wouldn't be an enlisted soldier. No, I mean, that's – he's an officer or bust for our boy Gordon. No, I, I bring it up because I always thought if I were to pick one, um, uh, the Navy appealed to me because you, you truly sail around the world, right? You, you see every square inch of it. What if What if the world was at war? Which one would you pick? Uh, kind of a depressing thought, but uh, I, I don't think that would uh, I don't think that would really change anything for me because I mean, enlisting in the military, you're you're probably taking on the understanding that you'll be in harm's way at some point, don't you think? I just being out in the middle of the ocean somewhere and having your ship sunk that that would not be happy. Well, being shot down over enemy territory doesn't sound like a real peach either. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very strong point. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, 
So, uh, all right. Well, anyway, or we're going to have... We're being stuck in a foxhole somewhere. Along yeah, the, right. There, there's, on the front lines. There's a reason that those folks uh, in all branches are heroes, because it's not easy work. Yeah. None of it. And there's, uh, as you, as we so eloquently talk about, there's, there's risk involved. That's why, again, no doubt, they're uh, absolutely heroes. But we're going to have a game to talk about on Monday, and uh, I, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to see BYU's offense. That's, that's number one, what I want to get a look at. I want to see, we talked about this yesterday, I want to see if Zach Wilson can deal, man. Yeah, that's a good point because we, 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 we've watched BYU play against that option attack for many, many years, as we mentioned with Josh when they were playing Air Force all the time, so and Utah too. Uh, we, we know what they have to do in that regard in order to be successful. Will BYU open that offense up? I know that's what they want to do. They're not necessarily throw on every down, but they want to have a threat in every quadrant of the field. And and that's what we're, we'll, we'll see, whether they can attack in that way or not, without Matt Bushman, which is a big, big loss. All right, Gordo. Well, you enjoy your evening, buddy, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you. Or not, not only your evening, your weekend. Whatever you're, right. you're doing. I, I'm sure you've got something crazy uh, planned, you know, slacklining or something. But, uh, you know, enjoy. Hey, Jake, I want you to make sure that you treat your bride right, uh, given the fact that uh, there happened to be an anniversary that uh, just went by. And I think you might celebrate a little bit. I think yeah, we had our anniversary this, yeah, this week. And so mm-hmm. we're, we're going to go out to dinner tonight and we're going to try and get out and play a little little couples golf. So, oh, good. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah, yeah good it sounds fun. All right, buddy. Well, uh, you enjoy it. I'll talk to you on Monday. All right. See you later. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.